Good afternoon and welcome to today's Smart Recovery Meeting. My name is Sadie and I will be your Clown Hospital host for this meeting. Smart Recovery stands for Self-Management and Recovery Training. We are a nonprofit volunteer peer support group. Our meetings are scheduled to run for 60 minutes. Discussions are open to anyone and crosstalk is encouraged. Smart Recovery meetings are confidential, so in addition to you not having to give your real name or even to participate today, I'd like to emphasize that what is said here stays here, not true on a podcast, uh, but also we're not actually doing it. Uh, the main focus of these meetings is how to abstain from our addictive behaviors, whether that behavior is drugs, alcohol, or activities such as gambling. We will remain respectful of varying goals. Smart tools are designed to help each of us, regardless of what the unwanted behavior may be, to find a better balance in our lives. Since Smart Recovery views recovery as as being our own responsibility, a number of tools are offered to empower you as an individual to accomplish the four-point program, which is to, one, build and maintain motivation, two, cope with urges, also known as cravings, three, manage thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and four, achieve lifestyle balance in order to prevent relapse. We don't charge anything for attendance at these meetings, but a hat will be passed for donations. Your donations help with supplies for the meeting, donations to the yoga studio, um, the yoga, yoga, uh, purchasing of handbooks and a portion of what we collect is shared with the Smart Recovery Central Office to help keep the program available to individuals throughout the US. That's it for the welcome introduction part of the meeting. Now let's move on to the check-in. Hello, everyone. My name is Sadie. Uh, We are on the Clown Hospital podcast, the mental health podcast that is not afraid to admit that capitalism is the problem. And here today to talk to me about smart recovery, um, we have returning guests, G as in Gianna, we just called G, and then G as in Jeff, who we don't actually call Jeff, but for the purposes of this episode, we are calling Jeff. So, Hello. Hi. Good evening. Hi. Or good afternoon, according to the, the little opening. Uh, oh, I like that you changed your name. <laughs> <laughs> no, just in case. Just in case I forget what, what it is. Um, fair enough. Um. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I wanted to talk to y'all about Smart Recovery because that's how I know you. Uh, if I have the cons- your consent to say that, to not break anonymity, um, I mean, gee, your name is, like, on the fucking website, <laughs> but, yeah, your address, your, your cycle. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're synced up, actually. Um, I don't know if you know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's how I, I how I know y'all, um, and you know how I see y'all in some shape or form regularly, and yeah, I, I also really think that I think the like ubiquity of is that that's even the right word of 12 step is like actually like really harmful um and like the ways 
like you know it's it's you know it works for some people and it doesn't work for everyone and and like that is fine but the problem is that when it when for some people it, it doesn't work for some people and a, but a lot of those people don't even know there are other options so it's like really important uh for me to discuss the like the other types of meetings out there and you know there are other ones i want to do even ones that i'm not a part of um i'm sure i know someone like in dharma recovery um but yeah i thought it would be great to talk to y'all about it and then you know first uh I, my question is like what do you want people to know about you before we get in this conversation i mean you know i've already talked about um how we all go to um a smart branded meeting. I don't know if you have anything to say. I mean, gee, I know you should have something to say about your perspective. Um. Yeah, so I am, I've been facilitating a smart recovery meeting for almost six years now. How long were you in recovery before you started facilitating the meeting? Uh, about three months. That's amazing. It was you know what i was there and the facilitator couldn't make it and everyone else who showed up had never been to a smart recovery meeting so it just kind of worked out that way and you know and so that person's meeting you know like she wasn't able to continue facilitating so i kind of took it over and made it my baby it's like it's like my recovery baby yeah yeah going steady uh, I guess another thing you could say is like how long we've been in it and like so how long were you going to smart meetings before you became a facilitator three months that that's what I thought <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's but it was like yeah luckily though I was going to like four yeah usually like four smart recovery meetings a week so I mean it adds up to a good amount over the yes. course of three months yeah yeah i feel like my other fellowship that i go to at least once a day i could probably just like right even without a script i could probably like figure out how like that script if i didn't have it in front of me um and i guess i guess i'll ask myself how long i've been going and i, I just like looking at the calendar i think it's been about a year which is really cool um sounds about right that's crazy yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I won't answer another question. But Jeff, how how long um, have you been involved? I feel like I give different answers to the like, tell us about yourself question every time. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> please do. We don't want we don't want to get bored of you. Not no, that I, not that we could. I hope none of my answers have like changed over time. <laughs> also, well, that's that's growth, were. baby. We um, all change over time. Uh, so after having been like a pretty active alcoholic for almost 10 years, I did an intensive outpatient program for five or six months. And then I joined like pretty much as I was about to be done and like, you know, uh, offboarded or whatever, you know, they encouraged me to join like another fellowship. So I tried a bunch of AA stuff. Um, at that point, everything was still on zoom. 
so mm-hmm. nothing really stuck so my counselor suggested like why don't you try smart like look it up there's probably a bunch in the area so i went to i think two the first one was i mean uh, there probably are two in the area <laughs> well the, the first one didn't jive with me and it was also on a weekday when you know i ostensibly have work so mm-hmm. i came to our meeting and i liked it there and i think it's been about a year for me as well like it was around this time last year oh that's funny yeah i think you i think you both started attending like around the same time i had no idea i always figured that you were there like much longer than me well to it was funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I forget like when you joined because I feel like you've always been there. And I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's, well, oh yeah, I guess it might be. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> In my brain, like it's always been the same people, which it's not week to week. It's not. It's definitely but in my not. Brain, it is. Like yeah. if you, if, if you looked at the census from like last Sunday to like the like the la- like the same like weekend like the last year like we're probably like you know three of like the four or five people who are the same mm-hmm. yeah yeah You're right that's wild it is wild it's also like it's been a lot huger Yes. Lately. We go through phases where it gets really big and then it kind of shrinks back down again and then it gets really big again. I, I, I was feeling for you guys in person on Sunday because it was fucking 90 something degrees and y'all sitting in that room with no AC with like 15 people like mm-hmm. I... Yeah. I do, I I and I've like had that, 22 I think the, the the max that I ever had at one time was like 22. How do you fit 22 humans in that space? Yeah, I'm I want to somehow like let the audience know about this room. Like and I don't I don't really know how to You could probably I think you could probably fit like eight people in that room comfortably. I was going to say I think they have posted on this yoga studio's website that it's like they call it a small conference room and they say like it's great for like six to eight people. Yeah. <laughs> we've been like doubling or even tripling that regularly mm-hmm. <laughs> for the yeah. last maybe month or two. That's like whew. the 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 new the people who come, we just all need to get smaller. Like mm-hmm. everyone needs to get like or you all have to get long COVID surgery. and just do and just do hybrid like I do which well, sucks yeah typically but. like typically when it does get too big we'll have like one big circle of chairs and like the outside perimeter of the room and then people sitting on cushions like inside of that circle it's it gets kind of gets kind of wild I had to stand for a whole meeting one time because there was literally not enough room for me to sit so I just stood in the corner of the room oh my god cool well anyway (laughs) but that's because the meeting's so good yeah i mean it is i did i mean this is this is a question um that i think is interesting and maybe related to some other like the 
a, an, a later question I have, but I'm just going to ask it now. How do you think people find it? Like, not how did we find it? Like, how do you think people, like, do you think these fluctuate, like, these things happen, like, the big flows happen for a reason? Or is it just, like, coincidental? Like, is, is everyone going to the same rehab where there's, like, a therapist who, like, likes smart recovery? Or, like, what is, like, do you, do you think there is some, like, reason for, like, the swings? I don't well, know if you would even know. There's usually, a, for better or for worse, there's usually a swing, like, right after the winter holidays. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people make sobriety their New Year's resolution. Uh, yes. So I, 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 there's always like a swing in the winter and then there seems to be another swing again when like the weather gets nice enough that people are going out more. Yes. Do you think that is because for a lot of people, substance use is like a warm weather activity and like those things are linked? Or do you think it's because people like are willing to leave the house to go to a meeting? I'm not sure. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I'm just curious. I I don't know know if that you... Sorry, go go ahead. No, go ahead. I really wasn't going to say anything that meaningful. I I know that for myself, though, that is absolutely true. Like, the there's a definite seasonality to it, where in, like, the depth of winter, I tend to, like, think about it more, um, have more cravings, or in the past, like, used more. And then the same thing in, like, the middle of like early spring, but like even in the middle of summer, like there's not so much in the spring and fall, definitely like summer, winter. I don't know if that's like for everyone, but that was definitely true for me. I think I like very early got in the habit of it that I don't even think about it like ever. Like I, like I went in the, from the hospital, I was an inpatient and I dialed in on a shitty hospital phone on a Sunday at 3 p.m. and just hoped no one else needed the phone and no one else, no one gave, like, no one gave me, no one even, like, looked to see if the phone was open. So I was fine, but, like, it's just, like, this is the thing I do on Sunday. I have to do it. It's Sunday. Like, I just have to do this. And what, I've probably missed maybe one or two in a year. And, you know, I'm moving to my parents soon and I, you know, have no intent. As long as you keep you keep it hybrid, I will be there. Like, there's not any smart meetings where I will be staying. So, and also, I love y'all. We love you. Cool. So, we've talked a lot of stuff that probably doesn't sometimes, for some degree, doesn't even make any sense to people who don't even know what we're talking about. So, what is smart recovery, and how is it different from twelve step programs? Who wants to answer that? I feel like Jay should answer a lot of these questions, like primarily, but also doesn't want to. (laughs) Well, I'd love to hear other people's take. Like, how about how about Jeff answers first, and then if I have something to like add or great, that sounds good. I'll I'll give the uh, the layman answer, and then um, G can give the like expert answer. You know, great. Um, I feel that like that's good. So smart is a recovery meeting, obviously. Um, it differs from from what from how I understand it. It differs from like the various anonymous programs, mm-hmm. but the one I'm most familiar with is obviously AA. It differs from it in that it's like a very different perspective on the program. Whereas there's steps in AA. There's like a prescribed course of 
like things you do and things you reflect on um, in order to recover. Mm -hmm. And it's like a purely abstinence-based program. And there's to varying degrees, there's other elements to it. Like there's an element of religiosity. There's like a history to AA that's very based in like time and place and like, you know, men and like dogmatism and yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. From my experience, SMART is a little bit more um, adaptable, a little bit more malleable, which, you know, for different people could be better or worse for them, Um, but it is different. And it like, it doesn't have a lot of the same things that like folks might be familiar with in like your anonymous programs. Like there's not really sponsors, like the fellowship works differently. Like it's, it's just a different way to think about recovery than like the things that are like most well-known, your AA, your NA. I think I covered. That's everything I know. That was so good. Hold on, I, I accidentally called my sponsor. Okay, I undid it. <laughs> hey Alexa, call my sponsor. <laughs> As we're talking about a non-twelve step program, I call my sponsor. Just a reflex. Um. Well, a few other things that that I'll add just kind of about like what smart recovery is and kind of what it's all about. Um, what you heard in the, in, in the intro statement, but it's like a, um, kind of like, it's not directly comparable, but kind of, instead of having like steps, like one, two, three, four, whatever, you know, smart recovery has is like a four point program. And then there are skills and tools within each point. So And I'll review the points again in case you forgot. But the first one is building and maintaining motivation. So like one of the cool like skills or tools in like under that category is doing something like a hierarchy of values. Um, The second point is coping with urges and cravings. Um, That's where doing a cost benefit and a cross benefit analysis might show up in the handbook. There's Managing thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. That's where like the ABC tool might come up. And these are just like one of the things that you might kind of like one of the tools. And then there's like living a balanced life. And that's where you might see like the lifestyle balance pie, which is actually really cute. It's adorable. You guys should try it sometime if you have it. Uh, Yeah, I've never heard of that. I've I've never (laughs) even like looked at like the smart website. Right, (laughs) right. So, you know, smart recovery has all these skills and tools that are all like born out of um, rational emotive behavioral therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. So the whole like premise, like it's, you know, they kind of look at addiction like they don't they actually don't take a stance on the disease model. Mm -hmm. Um, They also don't take a stance based on like medications or like quote unquote psychoactive drugs like if your doctor yeah. prescribes you something like that's between you and your doctor yes so like my doctor kind of, prescribed me weed right yeah so um which is now but great. yeah but the whole thing like the whole like rebt and cbt thing is like the way that we think about things impacts the way that we feel about things the way that we feel about things impacts the way that we behave. So if you look as a, at addiction as like a behavioral issue, if you can change the way you think about things, then you won't feel the same way, then you won't behave the same way. 
So that's kind of how like those skills and tools can be like helpful for people in a more concrete, like pen to paper. Yeah. You can do it on your own kind of way. Like it's like a totally like self-monitored, self-managed program. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like, I think it really makes sense that some people click with smart and some people click with like twelve step. Like, and that you know, there there's not no overlap. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people uh, in our meeting go to other fellowships as well. But yeah, it's like such a different tool set where like the it's like there are 12 steps and like there is like actual work you do but like the steps like feel much more like abstract like and like you there is like actual like writing you do and like talking about it with your sponsor and stuff like that but I feel like if you like just read like even just like the first one like admitting you're powerless like you're like well like what does that actually mean and how does that actually help me I feel like that feels more abstract and and smart feels like more concrete where like you know it's like taking like some cbt skills and like and like a little helping of like dbt and whatever the fuck rebt is and like it makes sense that like some people would cling to one and some would other because it's just i don't know some people are more spiritual and some people aren't and like that's really what it comes down to my my thing about like my very first impression of smart and i like remember it very very clearly for whatever reason um i mean i guess because i i like clicked with it like instantly and i was like this is just the thing i do now and just like immediately i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go to every single one of these and i do and like and part of that for me was like i i had a little helping of 12 step and like i i don't really have like beef with like the group i have like no hard feelings with like the group that i was in it just like wasn't a good match for me um and a big part was like the like really like hard nose like no crosstalk like really it felt like so disconnected and stressful to me to like pour my heart out and to only hear things for sharing back. Like, I, I can understand why that could be, why that would be even preferable for, like, some people. To me, it, like, straight, like just hit my anxiety in such a specific way. Um, and, like, I, like, as soon as I heard G say crosstalk is encouraged, I was like, bitch, I'm here forever. Like, but, like, my very first impression of, of it is, wow, someone literally was tired of 12-step meetings and they're like, I'm going to do everything opposite. They do spiritual, we do science. They do, like, a lot of meetings, like, are, like, very strict, no crosstalk. We encourage it. Like, 12-step, like, you know, you'll have, like, a, a meeting chair, but that's a much less, like, formal role than, like, the facilitator in smart and smart what else is like just opposite there is other stuff um no sponsors like you said like a lot of the stuff like you already said it's just like i think the context of like oh it's like literally like they made it as different as possible uh 
Well, one of my, my favorite ones that's different is that, like, you know, 12 step or like, I think to get my point across, like XA, like, is like broken up into all these like splinter factions and smart recovery is like, let's just, it's just everyone. And I, I, I really like that. And I guess I'm answering the second question um, is what do we like about it compared to other things that we've tried? And that you like that it's like inclusive to all addictive yes. behaviors. Yeah. I like that it's inclusive to all addictive behaviors because like, you know, one of the things that helps you realize, and I think this is like an important lesson is that we can learn something from just like, it, it doesn't matter if you have like the same like DOC or even if you're there for gambling and everyone else there is for alcohol. And I'm, I'm sure that would, that would feel like isolating on some level. And like, they are different things in like some practical ways, but like, I think what is, has been like a really important lesson is that you can learn that like a lot of the patterns are very, very similar and like so we can learn from each other regardless of what our like doc or like boc actually is um and i also before i end my monologue i also really like that crosstalk is encouraged because i think like actually like discussion is where like growth happens and like i think that's like the best way to like this idea of like this like uh from 12 step uh that it's probably like a half-assed reaction to the criticisms of 12 step is like like the take what you like and leave the rest and like i feel like that is easy that's like best to do when you're actually having a discussion and like can like push against each other a little bit and you know it's it's hardly ever like an argument but like you can really voice every like little like you can really like you know sometimes what we do like sometimes someone has just a problem they want to vent about and then maybe get some feedback and like there isn't really space for that in like 12 step um and I think it's cool that you can say something and you can get like really incredible advice or perspective which you likely aren't getting in a 12-step meeting and then like you it also is opening the door that like someone you've never seen before can just say the thing that will change your fucking life um and that is really cool I think it fosters community in like a really like special way what do you guys like about it (laughs) I'll go I got that I got I got some things. And also, how I did like, you come across it? But those are two different questions. But anyway, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You can start with the first one I asked. I came across it because I Googled, I fucking hate NA. What do I do? Like, that's how that happened. Um, yeah, I, I've known that. I've known that, sir, because I hear you say that like all the time. And yeah, but it's one, like true. Like, you yes, know, it's cute. People and funny. call me and yeah. It's cute and funny, but also it like kind of makes me sad that like 
you like it, it like gets home this like point that I'm like have been making is that like or like that I'm trying to make eventually is like the way that a diverse like a lack of like known diversity of recovery fellowships is like harmful and it sucks like you know you like went to rehab right I did a five-day detox okay so like maybe like but yeah when I was there when I was in rehab they were like all right you got to do a 90 and 90 you got it like you got to go to a meeting an NA meeting every day for the rest of your life or else or else jails institution and death you're gonna you know you're definitely gonna die if you don't go to NA every day forever (laughs) I was like what well fuck yeah exactly Uh, and they're like you know that's a I can imagine that it makes you feel like really trapped and like that's not like a recovery that's like not a a feeling that fosters recovery like just rather die at that point yeah right especially um, like when like a lot of you know I, th- I think there's like very very legitimate reasons to hate NA whether it is like stance on medications including like plant medicine you may have like religious trauma, um, which I think is a is a big draw for a lot of people to smart. And um, you know that it's also like a big place, especially like if you're a woman or like if you're a trans woman and, you, and you're like you go to like co-ed meetings, like it can be like a source of like harassment, whether that's sexual or like transphobic or homophobic. Like like those traditional values definitely seep in um so and like it's like actually dangerous to like if that's the only option and like it's i'm glad that google led you the right way but it sucks that you even had to do that like rehabs and even detox like and iops and shit like should be they are more now than they were Mm -hmm. six years ago that makes sense so there's there's like a good trend coming but you know yeah one of the um like one of the other things i like a lot about smart recovery and you definitely mentioned this but like the the diversity that we have in any individual meeting like um you know on any given week it's like based on kind of you know whatever group of people that, that we have it's pretty likely that in one meeting we'll have kind of like as far as like bases covered for like there's someone in the room that had a problem with x y and z like yeah you know probably like got- every drug is represented probably well, like multiple sexualities are represented mm-hmm. um which maybe not always feel like safe in and like variety of different behaviors um right i was gonna say even beyond just like drinking and drugs like we'll have you know self-harm codependence you know porn like you know disordered eating like we can have all that in the room kind of as well and everyone can still obviously totally like relate to one another not only that but we have like variety in people's goals so you know smart recovery is like an abstinence-based program um and even like if you were to read through the handbook they have like a whole chapter on like abstinence versus moderation and all that but it's definitely a belief that like no one in that room really has the right to tell anyone else what like their goals should be yes 
Um, we are respectful of varying goals. Right. And that's really, really important to me. Yes. Like that's, that's really important. I mean, listen, like I've had someone who came in who like her issue was with shopping and like she took, you know, benzos as prescribed, like no one was going to tell her that was wrong or like, you know, we have people who maybe had difficulty with like, you know, the quote unquote, like hard drugs, but you know, they can drink in like in a moderate kind of and non-problematic way. Like, all right, cool. You do you like, it's all, it's all good. Um, I think that there's a misconception about smart recovery, like within the random letter a community <laughs> that like smart recovery is like for people who like don't take abstinence seriously or like oh smart recovery is for people who want to like moderate or like who aren't as serious about recovery or like they're not doing it right and um i don't want to encourage like that belief but i just think you know people well, should it, choose it, their it, own go- fucking goals yes yeah. people should choose <laughs> their own goals and even with the choice like that in my experience isn't true like you know i i i do use one substance in moderation and i am and i know i'm not the only person in our group who does but like that is like the vast 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 minority i mean that's that's not to account for the fact that like i feel like smart does a better job of recognizing just on the face of it that like part of recovery is also like moderating and managing and perhaps abstaining from other behaviors like parts of not part of my recovery hasn't just been like stop drinking it's been like oh like you gotta stop just sleeping when you get stressed out you have to like deal with things in your life Mm -hmm. you cannot just like tune out and like into a tv show and disappear you know like metaphorically for for hours and days like those are all things that like you i can work on and have worked on in smart that i feel like isn't necessarily addressed through like your typical xa you know structure yeah it it might be if it's okay i would like to just share like kind of what like a typical meeting looks like or like yes what the kind of format is for someone who maybe has never been there. So anybody who's made it this far has already heard the introductory statement yes. that Sadie so so beautifully read earlier. Anyone who's made it two minutes in has heard it. Yes. Can I tell you has that tripped it. me out so much? <laughs> it was I the words, but a different voice, but you're you're all like you're here. It, my brain like <laughs> <laughs> at, at one point I was like am I having uh, like am I having a stroke is this a seizure yeah like because think about it like we've both heard G read that statement like you, you I like you've missed a few weeks uh no. G not not to call you out but like you know like you can't facilitate every single meeting like that that is an original expectation um but like you know we've both probably heard you read that like nearly 50 times <laughs> so like yeah it's very weird when it's not you when it's not me yes yeah i've Those heard that words only go in that order when you like in your tone of voice. But... 
I said, this is like totally off track. You were, uh, you were about to say something really important. It was perfect. <laughs> I really enjoyed that moment and made me feel really special. So thank you. I feel really loved. You um, are really loved. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, so the meeting starts off with, you know, the introductory statement. Um, after that, we typically do a check-in. So at this point, I'm going to kind of touch on what's recommended in the like smart recovery facilitator training. And then I'll tell you what I do, because in a lot of cases, they're different. So geez, punk rock. Yes. That's, um, that's also what we love about you. Right. Thanks. So typically for the check-in, like in the smart recovery facilitator training, they, they say like, just kind of have everyone take just, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to just say your name, you know, maybe they say like the addictive behavior or whatever, if they want to share that. And then just kind of like, just a general, like where you're at, how you feeling, where you're at, you know? So I decided to make it a little more formalized in my meeting. So a typical check-in at my meeting. And I, I believe maybe some other people have adopted my check-in over over the years influential Mm -hmm. yes revolutionary even yes i'm a i'm a fucking role model watch me she's an influencer yeah that's something along that line those lines and i really i really like that um so my my the check-ins at my meeting typically is name and pronouns a predominant emotion for right now or today a struggle you've had this week and a, a success that you've had this week. Um, my body I think is that like people kind of going off of what Jeff said is like, my body is like, it's not Sunday. What's happening? <laughs> like, this is happening at the wrong time. I'm confused. Yes. This is, a, this is weird. It's like a Pavlovian um, response. Like part of my brain is in that room right now. Like yeah, you hear the words and then your brain's like, like I'm starting to sweat because I'm in that room and I, I can even hear the drumming in the background because our meeting intersects with a drum class, which is, is hard for someone who has PTSD. I'll just say that, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. we keep interrupting Not, you. That's, you should. People should no. interrupt. Otherwise I'll go on for a very long time. Well, crosstalk is encouraged. Yes, crosstalk is um, I think that, you know, the check, I think the check-in is like a good opportunity for people to kind of self-reflect and all that, mm-hmm. um, and just practice some self-awareness and just kind of like their own little scan. Like, how am I feeling? What's going on in my body right now? Um, but anyway, so after the check-in, we kind of shift into the, you know, quote unquote discussion part of the meeting. Um, and whether it's kind of at my meeting or at any other smart recovery meeting, like you kind of do the discussion part of meeting sort of based on the check-in. Like if seven people in the check-in said that their predominant emotion was like anxious, then maybe the facilitator suggests that like, maybe we should talk about anxiety today and how to deal with that and like introduce more of a topic that way. Or if there's someone in the meeting who, seems like they're really, really having a hard time. Um, like they may kind of say like, Hey, I'm having this problem. I could really use like some help or feedback on it. Um, 
So kind of whatever it I'll test people to like, just sit there quietly until someone brings something up, but it usually doesn't take terribly long. Ah, especially recently. Like sometimes recently yeah. it's like, I want to like, like, I want to like suggest something and I can't even like get like my mouth. Open. Yeah. Yeah. That happens too sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, so at most smart recovery meetings that someone would attend, whatever the thing is that they spend time on, whether it's a topic, like a general topic, like, you know, anxiety or anger or relapse or something like that. Or if it's like a specific person with a specific problem that they're looking for feedback on, um, in a traditional smart recovery meeting, the facilitator will like go up to a whiteboard or something of the sort and work through one of the smart recovery skills or tools. It's a great, great way to make sure that everyone in the room kind of just learns the skills and has them for when they need them. Um, that's not what I do though. I have a few times in the past. Um, and at this point, I think, you know, anyone who wants to read through the handbook and like learn the skills can do so. And every, sometimes we even suggest that someone try to do one of the skills or tools and we may yeah. even name it, but we don't write it all out and do it formally. Um, kind of, yeah, I person, think, it's I up think... to them whether they want to. Well, I, I think like the problem with that format, like as as instructed, is I can see how like especially if you go to multiple, if you go even to one meeting a week consistently, that can get really repetitive really fast. If like because that that means like a bulk of like there's a lot of overlap between like a bulk of like a bulk of the meetings because like if if the facilitator is going through like the stop scale like once a month like there are some people because like that there's new people just keep coming in and they the new people keep benefiting from the mm-hmm. stop scale but the old people are like oh my fucking god um and then right. I, like I, I i think you thread the needle in like a really smart lol way um where like you know, I've had I, I have heard you talk about both like smart skills and DBT skills, uh, which, you know, there's a little bit in there, but like not really so much like officially. But like I've heard you cite the skills. I've heard you give overviews. Um, I've heard you like maybe suggest homework even um, like not so formally, but you're like, oh, like, yeah, you could like look on the website and like you might find this helpful. Like you do do that, but I think you th- like you also you leave it open. So it's like if if like we have a meeting and it's all it, and like it's maybe it's a smaller meeting and it's all regulars. Like why would we go over the skills? Like when there's when there's like a limited number, is it just feels like like it, like it it like just makes more sense to do that and like you incorporate that it's just you're a lot more flexible and I I think that is really good yeah like I don't think think you're depraving anyone of anything no I I I I think that's one of my favorite parts about like our our meeting but also smart in general is that like there is homework 
and should you want to do it or like you know look at the notes like you can do that there's a handbook there's activities there's stuff but at the same time i've never felt like i had to do it no. like i i just go to the meetings and whenever someone brings up something from the smart like the handbook i like make a note i'm like that's in the handbook if i want it i've never done it i've never like gone and looked at it but like somehow I, I i feel like we still talk about the skills i feel like we still we definitely go do. over like the, the the cognitive patterns like it you know we we do pick it apart we don't go through the whole exercise but like i like it that way it, it yeah. makes me feel more like i did in gop and iop like it doesn't feel like something different this feels like that right and that's kind of another difference between like kind of what what we have in smart versus AA it, it has more of a feel of like kind of like an IOP group or like a small group yeah. like therapy not that I'm a therapist but like that's just kind of it's more that vibe than you know than like a 12-step meeting might be um yeah but yeah I think we still like we still definitely help people like whether I'm doing a tool on a whiteboard I think we get we kind of as like a means to an end like we get the point across we definitely do. and I think not formally like doing the skill in that way. It gives more people opportunity to like have space to share in the meeting and kind of offer. And then someone might get 17 different kind of solutions or perspectives to one yeah. problem. Um, yeah. And, that, and like, that's that, really cool too. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was trying to like get across. Like, I think that's the smart way to like bring what I was trying to get across cross before is like that take what you like and leave the rest is like you can really get a buffet of what's out there mm -hmm. and you're not just getting from like a limited perspective and also what i like about your approach is that it kind of like decentralizes things a little bit like you know there's like a train facilitator and like in in like the model as suggested like it seems like that person like almost takes like a teacher role and you take more of like a moderator role and i think that gives space for like not only give you more space to share or stuff or like or like more skills and stuff or more like perspectives but also like you know a lot of times like people who are telling each other that like cbt skills or dbt skills or like smart skills or whatever are like people who aren't even you and then you're you're so you're getting like different like perspectives on what the skills are, which feels like more useful than one getting one person's interpretation over and over again. You know, oftentimes like you'll get like the final word and like you'll say like the skills that you think are relevant, you're like you'll 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 get those points in there, but that gets to be part of a larger conversation rather than like teacher lecture. Uh, which I think is like much more like yeah. dynamic and engaging. Yeah. Um, I, I want to jump in and just say though, that I think this is one area where AA and SMART are similar in that it depends a lot on the, the, the one person in the room who's like got the investment, whether it's like the moderator and SMART or like the folks running the meeting in AA. Yeah. Like, it depends on that person because I feel like, gee, you are very good and it, um, at being diplomatic and making people feel seen and felt and like, you know, 
handling things, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it. But like, Thank you. there are meetings where like, I can imagine a moderator who's not that great at that. And like, let's face it, like, I've been shitty at times in my life. Like people do and say shitty things. And like, I can see a meeting, a smart meeting where like someone's an asshole and it ruins the meeting. And I could see an A meeting where like it's run really well. And like people do engage in crosstalk even if they're not supposed to and it's fine. Yeah, the actual rule is that you can crosstalk as long as you say not to crosstalk but first. That's a crosstalk, but <laughs> yeah, but that's that's like super true. And I, I always recommend to people who like come to smart the same thing that I would for someone going to AA for the first time. Like, please try like three or five. If this wasn't yeah. your vibe, please try other smart recovery meetings. Like just because you didn't like the one that I facilitate doesn't mean that you wouldn't like others. And, I, you know, I'd say the same thing about any fellowship so like not just try once and then never go again yeah um, yeah like um when i went to alan on they said to like try six before you make a decision um and i i think yeah. that's like a good it sounds like because like it's not only does like not only does it depend on like the facilitator or the chairperson or whatever it depends on who the fuck is in that room that can really change yep. the vibes mm-hmm and like the amount yeah. of people and and all that like can really really it can really change yeah, from week the, to week or month to month or i think the reason that we have that weird 10 second like or like minute gap when you ask for like the topic is because the people in our group don't want to like take up too much space mm-hmm. yes. like, that's the vibe that i get i don't know if that's yeah. true or not that's not a fact Right. If we were doing just the facts, that's not a fact. That's a feeling. But you know, that's the feeling I get. I, I agree. Think that checks out. Yeah. That was that a smart tool, by the way, I think. It's actually yeah. the the eagle eagle one. It's it's not it's not from smart, okay. it's from DBT, but we definitely talk about it in yes. smart a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's one of yeah, my favorites. I mean, I know when I'm meeting like in present and in past, there's been a whole lot of overlap people who have dbt experience mm-hmm. so we like they definitely the dbt skills definitely get talked about a lot like i know i talk yeah. about them a lot because you know there's what three months where i was in dbt iop and i you know i i still think about those skills and still utilize those skills and let's be real dbt is just cbt with mindfulness infused into it but yes i digress and after the discussion part of the meeting we uh we move on to like the checkout so we don't you know in um in like typically in 12-step fellowships they kind of end with like a little more reading and um and a prayer and and a prayer um we do a checkout i don't know that every smart recovery meeting has a checkout at all if they do it's typically something like you know maybe share something that you can take away from the meeting or something that you learned today or what's a goal for this week. And I love all those things, but I like to, you know, I like to twist it up 
So, well, my checkout is typically having everyone share something that they are grateful for and something that they like about themselves. And people really hmm. hate that last Sounds one. Sounds familiar. Yeah. People really, really hate that last See, when one. When you said that one, I got all tense because I was like, oh, I got to think of that's something <laughs> I like about mm-hmm. myself. Ooh. I yeah. think it's a good practice. It is. It, it is, is a good sucks, practice. It's, it's, good a, practice. A, it's, a, it's a good... Um, it's a good note to end on. Also, the last meeting, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about what happens in actual meetings too much, but like the last meeting I said I like that I like that I'm gay. And then the next two people after me said that they like <laughs> that they're gay. And, yes. And then after them was a straight man. And I was like, what are you going to say, buddy? <laughs> Because if you say you're grateful and you're straight, I'm gonna have a problem. And now he just he just said something else, and it was totally fine. Yes. And I, you know, didn't think he was gonna say anything. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just it's like a really positive note to uh, act on or not act on, end on. And I really appreciate that. And you know, I mean, and I I end this podcast with gratitude. And, you know, part of that is a ritual that I, that I do with my roommate, uh, that we started like a year before I went, started smart recovery, but also is influenced by your meeting. Cool. So all of my questions feel answered, but G added a question that obviously I should have thought about is what are things that we don't like about smart to think about things dialectically? What are maybe some, some barriers or some difficulties and I, I think gee your notes are pretty conclude but pretty long yeah the tra- you know trust the uh, facilitator to come up with a list of things that they don't like about the program <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean that makes sense because like you have an absurd amount of experience in it and like a re- like mm-hmm. you know i know jeff and i have like a personal tie like personal connection to this this meeting and it means a lot to us but I can imagine that that happens on a like a little bit of a deeper level for you because it, it's your baby where like, you know, for, for me, it is. it's my cradle, but like for you, it's your baby. And that's, those are both very important things, <laughs> but like, they're very different Wait. as well. Does that make us babies too? Yes. That's why I said, well, I made a point to say, (laughs) I made a point to say, like, for me, (laughs) I didn't want to call you, I didn't want to infantilize you. No, I'm fine with infantilizing I'm I'm thinking, like, are we like baby Team Titans or are we like Rugrats? Like, which baby versions are we? That's what I'm thinking. I'm not offended. (laughs) I don't know. I just think G's my mom. (laughs) Yeah. You're definitely baby Team Titans because I feel like I send you off to like fight <laughs> demons for the week and then you oh like come back. Oh my god, to yes, I love that metaphor. That's so cute. <laughs> Can I come full circle with this a little bit? Yes. You were you the when we started this conversation, like it feels like a long time ago. But, um <laughs> wow. Like a year ago. <laughs> you were talking about like um like crosstalk, right? And that mm-hmm. that was like a big theme. I do like that there is so much more talking built into smart. Like even if you're working on like doing the, um, the tool on the board and all that, because it may, like, I'm a socially awkward person. I don't 
like I never felt comfortable like sticking around for fellowship after AA meetings, you know, be it on person or Zoom. Like that's not how I roll. I like that the socialization is built into the smart meeting. Yes. So that afterwards I like have a reason to hang out. It's like, oh, we spoke during the meeting. I have something to speak yes. to you about now. As opposed yep. to just like awkwardly, hey. Yeah, that's how I felt. And that's how I felt in 12 step. Um that's great podcasting. I was making an emotion. Sorry. That, that was, was like, good for me. That was one of my barriers. That was one of my barriers to 12 step was like, you know, I saw these people every week and I like just didn't feel like I had like that much of a connection with them. Because like the especially because it was on Zoom. So like the actual like socializing was like actually zero um well they, there was some fellowship stuff but like it it was a lot harder so it, it's just yeah nice to have that built in i agree all right yeah, but we, we didn't actually, yeah, now we didn't actually we answer the question about yeah. things we don't like yeah gee i think you should take it because you just wrote these great notes about it are you sure? I don't want to. You, you're the one who wrote these things. Okay, I did. I did make the list. Yeah, say the I'm... thing. Take the space. Okay, we, we, we can share. Yes. We can share I'm perspectives the on the list, yeah. but but you can. So here's some of the. If we want you to stop. Some of the potential downfalls of smart recovery. Very no diplomatic way order. of saying that. I think there have been, there's like a, there's at least a possibility of meetings getting too overly focused on like one person or like one, one problem. Um, I don't necessarily, it's not always a bad thing like that. We typically do spend most of the discussion on kind of one topic. I think that everyone benefits typically, um, whether it's from like sharing their like having the opportunity to share their own experience and feel like they're helping someone or just kind of learning a new perspective. But, you know, that could be kind of an issue to some people sometimes, at least. The next thing is that smart recovery, in my opinion, is really best suited for like 12 or less people. When a group gets too big and then you have a like, and I've, I've been to a meeting where there's 22 people. And if you have 22 people in a meeting that take two minutes for each of their check-ins, that's 44 minutes of a one hour meeting. So then the yeah. check-in takes the whole meeting. Um, so especially recently, I'm sure you've both heard me say, like, you know, it's like, there's kind of a cutoff where once we get to more than like 12 people, it's like three or four more come in and then I have to be like, okay, everybody's got to keep your check-ins brief. Otherwise we're never gonna, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That's such a tough one to like manage. Cause I, I fall mm-hmm. victim to that all the time where I show up and I want to say like a hundred things. And then I'm like, this is not like my therapy. Like I should share, right? But like, I am not, like you you the collective group are, are not my therapist that's not what this is but like you don't want to cut people off like it is it does make things really awkward in that sense mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And like, listen, even when I say that, if someone has something big that's going on, obviously they can take the space. But if everyone there takes the space to have like a three or four minute check in, then sometimes, you know, the beginning of the meeting does take half of the meeting. Yeah. And that's sometimes that's okay. Like, but, you know, it's definitely, I've heard of meetings that regularly have like 30 people. They tip what they typically will do in a group like that is they'll extend the meeting. They'll make it formally yeah. like a 90 minute meeting, but I don't like sitting in the same place for more than an hour. So I'm, I don't want to do that. Like that's, I can't. Um, so one thing, the thing that the, probably the biggest issue with me with smart recovery as a whole is there just not being enough local meetings like Mm -hmm. you know when I got out of treatment and I wanted to do my own like 90 and 90 I wanted to do 90 smart recovery meetings in 90 days and I couldn't because there wasn't a smart recovery meeting every day within a reasonable driving distance of like where I lived now that was pre-covid um now there's like a lot more available if people are cool with doing virtual like you totally could do a smart recovery meeting every day um if you wanted to do so virtually but i definitely don't like that as far as i know i have the most the longest standing and like the most well attended smart recovery meeting in like the philly area um someone can email me if i'm wrong but like let me know if there's you don't have a lot of competition about right exactly there's only a few other meetings um and yeah um so that's like that's an issue to me and the last one is that like you know the skills and tools being based in like cognitive behavioral therapy well like cbt doesn't work for everyone it's like it's tends to not be great especially with people who like maybe have like are coming from like trauma type backgrounds and things like that because sometimes telling people like a lot of the skills and tools the way that they tell people to kind of change the way they think is to kind of like quote unquote like dispute your irrational beliefs and the way they identify irrational beliefs are thinking in like absolutes or all or nothing all or nothing thinking or cognitive distortions yes um but you know just generally someone saying like me telling myself that my own thinking is irrational feels invalidating and that's actually usually not the most helpful thing to me and i think that stands for other people as well um so i kind of learned to tweak it to make it a bit like more suitable for myself so even just kind of changing the language around like just saying like my own unhelpful thinking something like that but it's uh it's not necessarily the ideal for everyone i i will say like per, so two things one is specifically mm-hmm. based on that one because i actually wanted to say something about this at our last meeting but there were there were so many folks <laughs> um and we were totally not talking about this on top of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do feel similarly about that, like invalidating language. Like 
I have lots of thoughts where they're not necessarily nice thoughts, right? Like a friend might be like, why are you, might come up to me and be like, why are you being so mean to yourself? But like, I, I feel like in my core, they're not inaccurate. You know, like if I say I didn't try very hard, like that's how I feel about how I tried. I'm not like, I don't see why that has to be irrational if it's like an honest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, because there are a lot of times where I like don't, I don't know if I'm just hard in general, like kind of like my expectations are just crazy for everything. But I do feel a lot of times where I'm like, I don't buy my own bullshit and other people do. And that's not great. But no, people are like, oh no, Jeff, like, <laughs> so sad. Like, everything's so hard for you. You've been doing such a good job. And I'm like, no. Things are very easy and I've been doing a very bad job. That's what's happening. <laughs> and I don't feel like that's untrue. You know, it might not be nice, but sometimes smart does do that where it's like, it labels those thoughts mm-hmm. you know, in a way that's like not very helpful. Um, not to go off too much, but on onto your, your, your other point as well, like the face-to-face thing. Yeah. That is also so true. Like, I know for a fact that, like, I haven't been able to make a lot of meetings necessarily recently um, with, with grad school and, like, all this other stuff going on. Like, I have stuff booked on Sundays. Um, yeah. I would love for there to be other meetings on other days, even if you weren't there, like, to go. Um, and I know distance is, like, a factor for a lot of, a lot of people. Like, there's it's hard to get here, you know, if you don't necessarily live in the city. And yeah. I imagine that like, there's not as many meetings in rural areas, you know, whereas AA, yeah, I AA, mean, that's more ubiquitous, like you said. Yeah, literally, like, I am moving to small town Pennsylvania. And I was looking at like, the closest meetings. And one of the first ones, not the first one, one of the first ones was, was it still so, the the what? Sunday smart meeting. Really... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, actually, I wanted to find a local one. Well, because that's the other piece is that in like, is what that's demonstrated by you both being on the show, both uh, for like, not your first time, is that like, y'all like have become my friends and like, you know, people in my other fellowship like a lot of people have become my friends and you know one of my things was like oh like I am moving back home I don't know a lot of people I can relate to back there like literally like one uh you know who you are and like it sucks that I can't go to a smart meeting and try to find like my people can I can I ask a serious question yeah like every fandom has like a name for the people who are the fans. Like, are we clowns? Like, what are, <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Patience. Like Beyonce had like like the the beehive, you know. Like, what are we? Were the patients? Like, patients. I don't know. I like thought it, but like, so I remember the very first episode. I wasn't sure how to start it, and I was like, should I start with "What's up, you crazy clowns"? <laughs> and then I figured that was 
that was one stupid and two mean. So I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, the other thing I've done on one episode that I, I did not repeat uh, is calling returning guests relapsing guests. <laughs> <laughs> Which also isn't very nice, which isn't, it's like not a nice way. I'm really, if it's part of recovery, it's not a, it's not necessarily a negative thing, but it's like not <laughs> the most recovery oriented way to frame something as innocent as returning to my podcast. I wouldn't suggest doing it repeatedly. Maybe, maybe I'll do like an Instagram question of like what. Should there be like what would the nickname be for clown hospital fans? The only reason I thought of it is because you were saying like out there, like further out, there aren't like smart groups. And I was like, what what would you call like smarties? <laughs> there aren't yeah. a lot of like people out, you know, smarties out there. But heathens. Heathen. <laughs> that's that's the smart recovery fandom nickname is just heathens okay, okay. You, you on the podcast listeners you cannot see this but one of us has a candle off I, uh, you know off screen yes. in, so it <laughs> looks like they are in the underworld <laughs> it rules i love leading us astray we are the the smart heathens yes. i'm just too lazy to go turn the light on <laughs> i just i just don't want to stand up so you got candles that's beautiful. I There's love that. Wrong with it. I think that's a great note to end on is G's candle. <laughs> um and G's laziness. Um <laughs> cool. So as you both know already, I end the the uh, I was gonna say the meeting um with gratitudes and we're just gonna do gratitudes. I'm not gonna I'm not like some people and make you do positive <laughs> self-talk because fuck that. Um just kidding, I love you and um yeah so i usually go first which i don't know is that late whatever it's my i guess it's my modeling so it's fine but you know first of all i am grateful for both of you not just as guests but as friends as comrades in recovery um you know Gee, I don't think I'll ever forget like how we like <laughs> like one of the ways we became friends, which was like, you know, I always like respected you. I always thought you were cool, but like meetings were on Zoom, so it was like hard to like, you know, create like the best connections. But I remember like talking about like being lonely and bored and you just like begging to be my friend. And that was that will. <laughs> That will always stick in my head. Um, and, you know, I'm also grateful for you both for coming on. Um, of course, you know, I like it. Sometimes it makes me feel really good to like, you know, I have people on and like, I like, I don't, my goal isn't to have experts on. If you want to listen to experts talk about like, like experts in the sense of like the formal, like education sort of sense, like you can find that. I think it's a lot more interesting and maybe this is even like a part of like my history of being in smart recovery. I find it much more interesting to get like the personal perspective. Um, but it does make me feel like really cool and smart when I have, it's like, oh, I'm talking about smart recovery. 
with a smart recovery facilitator. Like, I think that is cool. And I'm really grateful to know you both. And like, Jeff and I have are also doing this thing. And I don't really know why, <laughs> why we started doing this. But I uh, regularly I show Jeff one lesbian movie and one wrestling match as a double feature. And it's such a special fun thing. Um, especially when we watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is just an absolutely incredible movie. Um, much better I mean, French I think one. It started with like it started at it started at Smart when afterwards one day, I forget how it even came up, but you were like, we started talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that was like our our, our friendship moment. Yes, that is like true. How, and well, and then like a thing that came up in a meeting. I don't know. I don't know, probably like talking about like hobbies or interests or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I remember you coming up to me and like, like, cause I said something about wrestling for some reason. Um, and then like, you know, we watched a lesbian movie at a party I had and it was like, re- you got really into it in a way that like no one else did, uh, which I appreciate because I love that movie. And, um, fuck what is that movie even called city of trees um like i am a sucker for lesbians and a sucker for high school reunion content for some reason um and a sucker (laughs) for like a quiet low budget indie movie and that's like all of those and you were so into it and it was so fun to watch you i'm like i just need to show this person like every lesbian movie i've ever heard of um and that's been really fun and special. And that that that's actually enough gratitude for me and <laughs> thought a long time. Um, can I can I jump in on that? Yeah. Um so quick quick backstory. Um I I hated any kind of fellowship in all of IOP and GOP. Like I did not necessarily want to make friends outside the group. I like all the people in, in the groups I was in. And I like seeing them once a week, but at no point was I ever like, I'm going to call you afterwards or like, let's be friends. Yeah. I'm just not like that kind of person. Um, and I think I'm really grateful that like, I did find like some fellowship. Like I found people that I like that I want to spend time with that like, I do want to talk to after meetings. Um, Cause I, I absolutely like, my counselor had to force me to like do other to try AA to try smart I was like so like oh can I just be a GOP forever can I stay here I like this um so I'm just I'm grateful that I found you know it might not be for for everyone smart um so if you're out there looking like you know just keep looking um it'll happen for you at some point yeah um so yeah grateful for you guys um and grateful for Diet Pepsi, my new addiction. Yeah, there's a... Fuck there's yeah, a, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I... I got that there's a new kind of Pepsi out now oh, that's God. like Pepsi Nitro. Have you oh, heard of God. this one? Uh-uh. It, it is Pepsi infused with nitrogen. And, like, the result is, like, what if Guinness was Pepsi instead of beer? It, like, 
the mouth feel is very like Guinnessy, <laughs> but it's Pepsi. I fuck with no. it. I was never a beer person. That's no. not my I I like I have maybe had like a Guinness once. Um, but like just like the way it looks, like it, it I don't know. I think it's really good. It might be my summer drink of choice. Um I don't know, it's interesting. All right, G, do you have any beverages you're grateful for? Or anything, or friendships you're grateful for, yes, or anything? Actually, I'm grateful for, I don't know if I'm Zevia, Zevia, Zevia. It's nice. like, it was in like the cute little organic store near my work. Um, but they like Isn't make their the own girl from version. Of... <laughs> Maybe. No, it's a joke. That's Zendaya. Anyway, I tr- I'm trying. I'm trying to quit. Oh, I don't know. I'm out of the loop. Okay. I, I'm trying to quit Diet Pepsi, and it's like soda that doesn't have all the weird chemicals in it. I, you mm. know what? I'll fucking tell you. The la- I got so sick at work last week because I guess I had been buying sodas from the vending machine and like drinking them during the day. Like by like each day, I'd have a soda from the vending machine, like mm-hmm. a diet Pepsi, and that day I didn't, and I got I had I don't think I've ever been like as sick since the last time I was hungover. Like wow. I I was gonna throw up. Like I was dry heaving in the fucking bathroom. It was bad. I think it's just a caffeine headache, but something about like my physiology has changed. Yeah. So like that felt as bad as a hangover. So. Those- that struggle's real. I, I feel like um, there's like some interesting stuff happening in the in the like soda space now. Like I'm seeing like a lot of like there are seltzers that are like soda mm-hmm. flavored. Yeah. Uh, there's like these like I'm seeing also like these like probiotic sodas. So it, like kind it's like it's like a drinking a soda, but it's like good for your gut. Like. Um, you know, I think everyone knows that like soda is pretty like bad for you, but it is also really tasty. And I, I feel yeah. like people are like, you know, finding like the dialectics of <laughs> of that. And fuck, for summer, we gotta do a mocktail episode. Um, but. Yeah, neither of y'all have to do that if you don't want. I'm just saying, I want to do a mocktail episode. Um, Yeah, that sounds like an episode. Wait, G, did you finish doing your gratitudes? I have one more. Okay, go. Sorry. I'm grateful. No, don't. Why? Go, just go. Just go. I'm getting sleepy. (laughs) Okay. Remember, remember you both watched a movie with Jesse and I. Yes. Oh yeah, that movie so, was weirdest. So good, I love that. So movie. I'm I'm grateful that that happened at all, and I'm like especially grateful for the scene in the movie where the kid was talking to the lady online, talking about their butts kissing back and forth forever. Yeah, pooping Why? back and forth forever. I love. I love. 
pooping back and forth forever. It's so like, good. I love that movie. changed my life. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I've started a new podcast that, you know, I'll probably have to delete this out because it, it's still very early workings and won't be out for several months, but we're just watching fucked up movies and talking about them. Uh, I, I definitely need to add that to the list because I, I love that movie and it has like a lot that I want to talk what? about. What? It's too crazy for me. I'll just like too. I think it. I think it. Back and forth, man. I mean, if that's your thing, that's fine. But not my thing. I what I like about it is that it it handles like like a lot of the like the theme, or like what what of one of what I think is one of the central. And I'll probably edit all this. Uh, everyone <laughs> we know, you, me, and everyone we know, talk out of the, of the podcast. Bonus but episode. yes. But what I like about it is it handle like one of the central themes is something that's very sensitive, and that is like, you know, children like living in this adult world, and specifically children brushing against like adult like sexuality, and like that is like a really tricky topic, and like I think also like a really important one, because one of like the like the things that. Uh, we've seen like in discourse about sex ed lately is like sex ed actually is important for people of younger ages not you don't really like you might not need to know how babies happen but you need to know like what boundaries regarding like your body um are reasonable and like I think that movie really demonstrates like the the pitfalls of like sexual education as it is and how like and how many factors in society like make kids acceptable to like these like predatory behaviors um and i I think it does so in a way that feels like really like empathetic and like thoughtful and also extremely funny like i love that movie it's like just it's great that was that was a really well thought. I've about, like, thought about that movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that all out, uh, probably because so I can reuse <laughs> it for my other podcast. But uh, <laughs> uh, or maybe I keep just it in, to, it in to advertise yeah. for the other podcast. It won't be out for another. No, no, just months. splice it into the other podcast. Yes. With with. They're like we're not even in that episode. Like there's other people with you. Yes, <laughs> but our voices are spliced in. But that's yes. Funny. All right. Well, anyway, uh, if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it is Clown Hospital Pod on Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Clown Hospital BB. If you want to send an unhinged email, you can send us an unhinged email at clownhospitalpod at gmail.com. If that's it, and with that, we say that this this podcast is dedicated to all those who fought before us and may we heal in their memory and in their honor peace peace peace